I was always quite shy when I was growing up. I was brought up going to church and my parents were Christian, but when I was about 15, I wanted to be a rock star. I loved hearing the riffs and really wanted to perform. So I formed a band and started playing local gigs. It was a lot of fun. But then I started turning into drinking to boost my confidence. I wanted people to think I was cool. I was in a band after all. I started to get more attention from girls too, which was something that had never happened before. When I was about 18, I thought I made it. Everything seemed stable. I had regular gigs, a lot of friends, knew the DJ. And I just entered a relationship with a girl from school who I fancied for a long time. But man, on the inside, I was falling apart. Insecurity started to rise. The more popular I got, the more unsettled I felt. I was so far from God and always worrying about the future. If I was good enough and if I was worthy of this attention. Working through my insecurities with God and the uncertainty about my purpose has been such a journey and it still very much is. I'm still standing on stages in front of many people but my purpose has shifted. It's no longer about me boosting my confidence and hiding my shyness, but it's in teaching the Bible to others. I never thought I'd be doing this, but I wouldn't change it. God's taken an insecure and shy man and used him for his glory and to serve his purpose. Well, we've come to the end of our story series. We've been nine weeks journeying through the Old Testament uh, book of Exodus. And one of the reasons that we have done that is because it provides us with something of a blueprint as to the way in which God brings transformation to people like you and me. And what we've seen is that God has taken a people who were in a very dark place to begin with. They were in a place of no hope. They were in a place of suffering. They were enslaved in the land of Egypt. And God met with them there and he rescued them out of that darkness. And that corresponds to the rescue that Jesus Christ has come to bring about through his death on the cross and his resurrection. And God brought his people through many different trials and circumstances and through a journey through the wilderness. And what we see and what we have seen over these last nine weeks is what God provides for his people is not just a change in circumstance and not just sort of tweaked their lives and made it easier. No, the transformation that God ultimately wants to bring about in their life and in our lives is a transformation of the heart, an inside-out transformation. And what we've realized and what we've learned is that the change that all of us really need is found in a relationship with God. Actually, God is the one that we need in our journeys through life. 
And so that's the, really the note that Exodus ends on, God being with his people. And really we've had a whistle-stop tour through Exodus. We've done nine weeks and there's 40 chapters. But the chapters, that we've, uh, the chapters that we've missed out in the last few weeks since Stephen spoke last week really talk about the tabernacle. And this was a sort of great portable tent that God instructed the people to create so that he could dwell with his people. And we're going to read just the last few verses of Exodus right now that talk about God being with his people in that way. Let's listen to them right now. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled on it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Throughout all their journeys, whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set out till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day and the fire was in it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a very sort of poetic end. That's literally the last few verses of the book of Exodus. And it's kind of like a sort of, seems like a riding off into the sunset kind of moment there. God was with his people throughout all their journeys. But actually, when we understand the book of Exodus in the context of the whole story of the Bible, what we realize is that Exodus, these last 40 chapters, have actually just been the warm up. God has actually been preparing his people. Even though we've seen miraculous things happen in this epic journey, actually, it's just a preparation for the destiny that God is calling his people into. They're going into the promised land. That's where he wanted to get them to. And so even though there's been incredible transformation that has happened in God's people over this book of Exodus, actually the transformation is merely preparation for what God wanted to do in their life. And similarly for us. Maybe you've been journeying with us over these last nine weeks and there's ways in which God has revealed things to you about your life and about your heart and the ways that he is bringing change and transformation and healing and forgiveness and more of his love and more of his identity to you. Well, the thing is that you need to understand and what I want to focus on today is that is happening because actually God has got purposes he wants us to walk into, that transformation is preparation You know, we've all had maybe when we were younger, sort of in the lead up to Christmas, perhaps, we were thinking, pestered our parents for for a Christmas present that we want. We we want that, we want that, we want that. And then when it came to it, when when we got that present, perhaps at Christmas, we didn't actually use it that much. We were seeking our parents to give it to us and then we actually didn't use it. No, God's not like that. You see, Jesus has come into the world to seek us out to seek us out and to save us, to rescue us, to forgive us, to heal us, to bring us into identity as children of God. And he does it, not just so we can feel better about ourselves, although we will feel better, that actually he's got good things for us to walk into. A life in God is a life of purpose. 
And that's what it says in Ephesians chapter 2, that God has prepared good works for us to walk into. And that's what I want to underline to us today. Friend, God has got purpose for your life. Ways that he's leading you. He invites you to follow him. If you read the Gospels of Jesus Christ, there are many people that came to Jesus and they came to Jesus with their need. Some needed to be healed physically. Some needed to be set free. Some needed forgiveness. And we've all recognized through this series that we all want to change. There's all things that if Jesus was in front of us, we'd say, Jesus, would you sort this out? And we see in the Gospels that Jesus does that. He does bring healing, forgiveness, sets us free. But then what does Jesus say to people? What he wants to say to them is, follow me. I've got an adventure for you. I want to take you by the hand and lead you into a life of purpose. That's what life in God is all about. God's presence has come to us so that we can walk with him through life. Now that sounds like a great message, but you might be thinking, well, Matt, I think we should probably actually save this sermon to maybe next year. Because what we're facing right now in life is, well, everything's on pause, isn't it? Life is on pause. We had many plans this year that have been cancelled. And so we can't really talk about purpose right now. Maybe, maybe next year that would be we can get back on board with our purposes. Well, I don't, I don't see that attitude in the Bible. Actually, in Proverbs 19, it says many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. No, no, God's purposes for our lives never get interrupted. And this is the difference between seeing our lives as our story or seeing our lives in God's story. Okay, this year might not be the one that we've planned, but that doesn't mean that God's purposes are not prevailing. No, no, that verse about the good works that God has for us are in, is for us in every season. It might not be convenient for us, but God is still prompting us. God is still leading us. There are things that God wants you and me to walk in right now. Sometimes when we think about God's purpose for our life, we might think of stuff oh, that might happen in 10 or 20 years time. Or maybe we think of stuff that might always oh, happen before, 10 or 20 years ago. That was when God really used me. I don't, I don't see that in the Bible. I see God has got good works for us to walk into. He's with us to live a life of purpose right now. Every season is a season of purpose with God. You see, it might not be convenient, but I don't think it was that convenient for God's people in this passage either. We just read about how God led his people with a cloud coming on the tabernacle. And it says when the cloud moved on, that was the time for people to, the people to journey on, carry on their journey through the wilderness. And then when it stopped, they stopped. I'm sure that didn't always happen at convenient times. I'm sure the people in the wilderness were, were in bed, you know, in the early hours of the morning and suddenly the cloud of fire starts moving on. What do they do? Well, we're following. God is with us. We're going with him. So we follow that prompt. We follow that leading when we go. Whether we're in bed, whether we're having a meal together. No, come on, let's go. Now, now's the time. God wants, invites us to follow his leading because he's got purposes for us, whatever the season. And so this, when we get this, when we grasp this idea that our story is not just about our story in the way we think, no, we're in God's story. He's got purposes for me. This is not, might, might not be what I planned, but it doesn't 
affect the purposes of God for me? And we start asking different questions. Instead of asking, oh God, why has this happened to me? Why is life so hard right now? We start asking, okay, no God, what have you got for me now? I can't do that, but are you opening opportunity over here? I know for me personally, in my life, there are things that God has called me to do. He's called me to be a husband, to be a father, to be a friend, to be a son, to be a brother. He's called me to shepherd God's people in this church. He's called me to, to preach the gospel, to preach his word. And actually, I need to understand my life is actually God has transformed me. There's ways in which God has shaped me. God has humbled me. God has changed my life in order to set me and give me that sense of purpose that I might walk in. Now, I'm not the finished article. God is still working on me, but he's given, he's transformed me for purpose that I might walk in them. These aspects of my life are not just incidental things. They're the calling of God over my life. So I wake up, wake up each day and say, God, help me to walk in your purpose today. Everyone knows that we all need purpose in our lives. The times in which any of us feel like, oh, I don't really know where my life is going. I don't really feel a sense of purpose. That can deflate us and discourage us perhaps more than anything. You need to understand that when you meet Jesus, he gives you a purpose. That whether it's your relationships, whether it's your career, whether it's whatever aspect of your life, there is purpose in God for you. You see it in a different lens. You see, God, I'm following you. You're with me. That I can be flourishing and fruitful for you in this. And so I want to ask you, what, what's God calling you to? What's he equipped you for? If you've felt that God has highlighted things in your life, has he changed you, he's shaped you, what is he shaping you for? How can you follow the purposes of God for you in your life right now? Perhaps one of the things that God is highlighting to you is actually your purpose right now in him is just to endure. I know this season is very difficult for many of us. And enduring is one of the things, well, if we're just thinking of life in terms of our story, we would, we would think, well, enduring is what we do before we really step into a life of purpose. But the Bible says something different. The Bible says, no, actually, purpose can come in enduring. James chapter 1 verse 2 says that. When we face trials of various kinds, as we cling on to God, there is a productiveness. It produces steadfastness. There's actually character that can be formed even in enduring. There's opportunities. And for others of you, you are taking steps forward in God's call over your life. You're, even in this difficult season, you're reaching out to others. In this difficult year, you have said, well, I can't do that. Things have changed, but I can still reach out to others. I can still encourage others. I can still serve people. I can still help people practically. I can still look out for people and make sure they're okay. That is what it looks like to walk into God's purposes for you in your life right now. And that is wonderful. I want to commend you for doing that. We take steps forward. Now God is opening opportunities for us. How many of us feel fed up right now? Fed up of the situation we're in, lockdown, things look bleak. We're fed up. Therefore, how many of us need encouragement right now? Okay, keep our hands up. If How many of us could actually give other people encouragement? We could pick up the phone. We could encourage someone, tell them about what they mean to us, what they mean to God. F problem solved. Let's be proactive in the season. No, there is purpose. 
There is meaning that we can follow God's prompting, prompting of the Holy Spirit to be an encouragement to other people. But for the rest of this message, I want to reflect really, I guess on the, whole se- on the whole series and the whole journey that we've been going through. Because this transformation that we've been talking about is in order that we walk into God's purposes. And what we've been looking at is how Jesus has dealt with every single one of those barriers. Because we could ask the question, well, what's holding us back then? If there are things that we don't feel we're walking in God's purposes or we don't feel we can take a risk for God or we can't take an opportunity, well, why is that? Why is that? And what I want to do is just to sort of reflect on the, what we've learned from this uh, Exodus series and what God has spoken to us. Because actually what we have seen is that Christ has overcome every obstacle in our lives that could hold us back from walking in the purposes of God. And I want to just go over them again. You know, 2 Peter verse 1 talks about how the fact that God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. In him, in Christ, through the knowledge of him, we have that. So if we have everything we need for a life of purpose and adventure in God, why are we hesitating? What is holding us back? Well, there is things that are holding us back, but actually we need to understand God has freed us from that. And that's the journey that we've been on. And just before I launch into that, I do want to sort of underline to you that perhaps you realise where you are in your life now, you're not free. There are things that are holding you back. And maybe as I go through them, you say, yeah, I'm still stuck there. Friend, you've got to understand your destiny in Christ is to be free from the things that hold you back and walk confidently in the purposes of God. And we want that for you. As a church, we want that for you. And we want to help you get there. And so next year we'll be running what we call Thrive Story, the sort of small group context that this teaching came from. And I want you to join us in that. And you can sign up for that using the small group link that's going to appear on the screen. Go forward slash small group, sign up, register interest for Thrive Story 2021. And let's, let's, let's go on that journey again together and get really under the surface because your destiny is to be free in God. That might be no, nothing that holds you back. And you need to see more clearly that Christ, what Christ has done for you. Why don't you sign up for that today? And we'll get in touch with you about that. But let me just go back over where we have been on this journey. What are the things that might hold us back from walking into the purposes of God for our lives and really having this God's story vision for us? Well, it might be the the pain and the suffering that we experience in life, that we feel, that holds us back. And really that describes where the Israelites were at the beginning of the journey. As I've said, they were in slavery. They're in a dark place, a difficult place. And they were so aware of the suffering that they were enduring. But what we saw is that God meets them in their suffering. God knows them and meets them and comes close to them. And Christ is the God that has suffered so he can meet us in our suffering. And what that means for us And as we see our lives in God's story, this epic story that he is writing, is that pain isn't Lord of our lives. It can feel like that sometimes. But pain and suffering isn't God. 
No, no, Jesus Christ is God. He's come to us to meet us in our suffering and to lead us forward and to lead us out. And we don't have to be defined by that anymore when we have Christ and we have his presence with us. And there are many people in this church who have experienced that. But even they still experience pain and suffering in their life. But what does it look like to have that but in God's story? Well, what it looks like is there's people in this church who still experience physical pain, but yet they pray for healing for others. They've not yet received the healing from Jesus, but they're still looking for Jesus to heal others. That's what it looks like to not be defined by pain, but to know, no, Jesus is bigger than this. Jesus is still with me despite it. And I can pray for the blessing of others. There's people in this church who have experienced the emotional pain of not having children, for example not having children of their own. And yet they come and be part of a community and serve families and serve in our children's work because they know that that's not going to define me. I can still bless others. Christ is with me. He's come to me. He set me free from that. That doesn't have to define me. I can be a blessing to others. This, that's what it means to look, to, to live in God's story and have that perspective of life. Secondly, what's holding you back? Maybe it is sin. Maybe you're still aware of the wrongdoing, the things that you've done and said and thought that are wrong and you feel that defines your life. Well, we considered that in the episode of the, the Passover when the Israelites had to realize that to be free, to walk into the destiny that God had for them, they had to recognize, no, they needed Jesus. They needed to be forgiven by him. But Jesus, this great sacrificial lamb, has come and he's come to bring complete forgiveness and healing from sin. You know, there's, there's people in this church that have com committed all sorts of sin. There's people in this church that have been to prison. There's people in this church that have abused others. There's people in this church who have been drug addicts and every type of sin, <laughs> lived lives of debauchery, whatever it is. But they met Jesus. And they realized on the cross, Jesus he paid for sin and he said, it is finished. And that means that sin does not have to define your life anymore. And you say, yes, I needed forgiveness of Jesus, but I've received Jesus's forgiveness. And now those very same people live to bless others and serve others and love others free from that. You don't have to live in that place of being so aware of your sin. Christ has come. He's come to bring that freedom. He's come to you to bring that freedom so that you might walk in the purposes of God that he has for you. So what's holding you back? Thirdly, maybe it's the past. You're aware of the, the darkness of your past. And we saw this in the Exodus story when God led his people out of Egypt, but they were still looking over the shoulder and still aware of what happened and they were prone to just, oh, wouldn't it be better if we just went back there? That's where we belong, perhaps. And even Moses as well at, at the burning bush, when God calls him into purpose, God calls him into venture and he's, he's aware of what he's done wrong in the past. He's murdered someone. Is your past as dark as that? Yet God still has purpose for him. God says, I'm with you. Now follow me. Trust me. Stop looking back to the past. Stop. Look to me. I've dealt with that. I've freed you from that. And throughout this series, we've shared with you many stories, those little video stories at the beginning of each message, the little cassette ones. 
And many of those are, are very dark. And the reason we've done that is to show, no, actually, your story can have hugely dark moments in them. But again, that doesn't need to define you because Christ has come and Christ is the light of the world and he invites you to trust him and he wants to lead you forward. And all those people have said to me, Matt, yeah, you can use my story because I want other people to be blessed by the way that Jesus has brought light to my darkness. And even those dark stories can be redeemed for the purposes of God to encourage and bless others. Maybe your story can too. This is what Christ has come to bring about for us. The past, the dark past doesn't have to define. Now Christ can lead us forward, lead us forward in his light. Fourthly, maybe it's what's holding you back is the lies, lies about who you are. And again, both Moses and the Israelites struggled with this at times and God had to deal with their heart because they thought of themselves as worthless Maybe you, even though you've come to Christ, you still think of yourself as rubbish, as worthless, nobody cares about you, you're not valued. You know, when you say those things about yourself, you're contradicting the work of Jesus Christ on the cross for you. Because Christ has come into the world to die for your sin, to say something completely different about your life. You're not worthless, you're loved by him. You're not forgotten, you're cherished by him. You're not rubbish, you're forgiven by him. That's what Christ has come into the world to do, to give us a new identity, to look at our lives and say, well, I'm no, I'm not a failure, I'm a child of God. And all the way through this Exodus story, God refers to his people as the, my, the children of God, the children of Israel. They're my children. Moses came to God at the burning bush and said, I'm a failure, I can't do it. God said, no, you're a son. I'm with you. I'm for you. I want to lead you into purpose and adventure and destiny in me. You're going to trust God. You're going to believe what God says about you in Christ or hold on to these words that are just not true about you. And then finally, fifthly, that we've looked at over the last couple of weeks about how journeying through life and for the Israelites journeying through the wilderness they were prone to their restless hearts led them to grab hold of tangible things and that instead of trusting God and we looked at the episode of manna in the desert and the golden calf and their restless hearts they they cherished other things instead of God they kind of made them God instead of Jesus Christ instead of God him the God of the Bible and that led them into all sorts of problems and struggles and they couldn't get free and for us God is teaching that to us as well you know whatever it is that we choose to make as God will end up enslaving us unless it's Jesus Christ you know if you make relationships Lord the main thing in your life what you're going after you'll always be in fear of losing them if you make wealth or success the God of your life and that's what your life is aimed at well you're just there's, you know, there's never enough. There's always another rung on the ladder to climb. It's just an endless striving. If you make popularity your goal, you'll be endlessly locked into people pleasing, never knowing if you're really enough. Only Jesus Christ satisfies our restless hearts. As St. Augustine said, well, our restless hearts will be restless until they find their rest in you. Jesus Christ is the only one that gives us that satisfaction all of us 
are prone to these things. We're all prone to cherish other things other than God leads us into sin. But what we've realized is that Jesus is leading us into deeper and deeper into a relationship with him. That's what the journey of life is about, that we see Jesus more and more, that we learn to trust him, that we see him for who he is as the one true God that satisfies us. And so I want to end this morning and just say, what are you hesitating about? There's things that God is prompting you, things that God is leading. If you take time to say, God, what do you have for me? There's opportunities that God's opening up and he has given you in Christ every reason to say yes to God and to move forward and live a life of purpose with him. What is it for you? For some of you, maybe it's, well, I think God's prompting me to get married right now, but it's not really the time. If God is in it, if God is prompting you, do it. Follow him. If that's his purpose for you, maybe it's to start a business in this season. Well, there's reasons not to. If God is in it, if God is prompting, that's his purpose for you. Maybe it's reaching out to others. Maybe it's to volunteer locally. Maybe it's to step up and lead a small group. This challenge is difficult. It's not ideal. God is wanting to lead you on a life of purpose. And maybe that is what it is for you right now. Maybe it's studying God's word. Maybe it's about discipling your kids. Maybe it's about being more intentional with your friendships. Maybe it's about a career change. Maybe it's about starting a creative project. What has God got for you? What has God got for you? Why are you holding back from that? God has destined you for purpose. He wants you to walk forward and he's got rid of every single barrier that would hold you back. He's got rid of it in Christ. You see, our sin might say, no, you can't do that. Our past might say, no, that's not for you. The false identity, the lies say, no, you could never be like them. Christ says, yes. Christ has dealt with those things. He said, There's a green light for you in God today. There's purposes that he has for you today. I can do all things through Christ, not in my own strength, through Christ who strengthens me. We're all a work in progress. But he's leading us on. He's calling us to live a life of purpose. I want to pray for us today that we might see this green light that we have in Christ. God, we thank you so much for Jesus Christ. And I want to thank you so much for everyone who's journeyed with us in this story series that has felt you changing, changing their heart. And I thank you, God, that you've done that to bless them for your glory, but also that you might prepare them to walk forward with you into their destiny and seeing their life in your story. And I pray, anoint that in the mighty name of Jesus right now. Fill them with faith by the Spirit that they might have dreams and visions of what it looks like to follow you in this season and they might do great exploits for you for your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.